Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another, uh, actually, a very special mini-sode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Still champ. <laughs> he is. That for is true. Now. That is true for, for I mean, his days are numbered. Um, mm. But uh, welcome. Uh, we are going to have, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, you may not have uh, learned yet that this is going to be a very special, little different format episode than we've done in the past. We are going to do, um, you know, some normal spices and and, and, and snackies and, and sweets and spookies and all manner of things like that. We got some beers to talk about. And then we're going to talk about Meg's recent trip to, uh, to NOLA. Um, she is not allowed back. Um, <laughs> and But, but uh, she had a... That a might fun, be a a fun yeah. kind of museum experience <laughs> that we'll talk about. Uh, and then we're going to do a little Q&A. We had some some questions submitted from some of our social media friends uh, that we'll get to, you know, maybe a handful of them. We'll see what the time uh, timetable says here. But um, if you want, if you come up with any questions... We'll probably do this again, uh, depending on, on how it's received. Um, and uh, there were a lot of questions submitted, which was really fun. And uh, keep submitting them, because we'll put them in the old hopper, and we'll use them next time around uh, when we periodically do a question, or a question and answer episode like this. So, um, cool. Uh, last week uh, was Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we talked about um, Blood Rage. I'm still drinking gravy. Yes, yeah, drinking gravy. Um, I'm still drinking things and then declaring that they are not cranberry sauce, um, <laughs> just so everyone's on board. Although, Steve, what you're drinking does kind of look like cranberry sauce, to be honest with you. Yes, but it's uh, not. No. But it looks. <laughs> if somebody told me that is a cranberry sauce beer, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, but like, yeah, you know what? Let's jump right into it. What uh, what kind of beers do we got here, guys? Um, I grabbed out of my cooler mm. um, a beer from our friends at Hot Farm. And it is oh, you're called, drinking hot farm too. Yeah, I know. So I was like, you you have one too. Mm-hmm. Um, called Bellini Racer, and it's a wheat based sour with peaches and apricots. And as always, the artwork is always amazing. Um, I, I worked with like hot farm on the collaboration a while ago and met their artist Monica, who just is she paints all of their labels oh, and wow. then they get turned into a graphic and they make the label out of them and it's always freaking amazing yeah they do a nice job there um mm-hmm. especially with with the graphics i'm i am also drinking a beer from hot farm malcolm who is one of the uh the folks around the show over there at hot farm mm-hmm. um and he he was over at my house on friday night we were doing a little little uh cicerone study session for for him and um uh mike t you know mike uh, uh mm. mike to yeah. from uh yeah. from, from the pittsburgh brewers Guild. um mike's getting ready to take the certified cicerone exam so we were doing nice. a little off flavor training and style identification and stuff like that but malcolm brought me uh a four pack of his london style brown ale which is right up my alley it is called the old codger um the old codger rather uh four and a half percent london brown ale um not what i would call one of the beers that's uh, hot 
with the kids in the streets <laughs> nowadays. Um, but this is exactly the type of thing I want to drink, especially this time of year. It's kind of just like brown malt forward, roasty coffee, you know, a little bit of uh, residual malt sweetness, really low hop character and super sessionable. You know what I think we need to do is with all of these beer styles that aren't that sexy, but oh. like a lot of people that we all know will get super hyped over them. Yeah. I think we just need to get louder about it and to start overhyping mm-hmm. how fucking dope and we should find our own coin like we need to like a cool like hip word mm. you know that for then- boring beers yeah yeah like, <laughs> yeah absolutely no I, I i totally get what you're saying because that's like i when i go into a place and they have like a 10 to 10 degree check lager on yeah and, and they're like ah oh, you know nobody really gives a shit about it um that's the thing I get psyched about, yeah. for sure. You mm-hmm. like Hellas on, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to drive some like a distance <laughs> to drink this Hellas. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the way to go about it is finding a way to use the word Play-Doh to yeah. really start selling it more. Because most people, I would say non- Brewers and non, you know, like anybody who's in the know, I still don't even know how to do it. And I homebrew. Yeah. I don't know how to measure Play-Doh, but find a way to make Play-Doh the cool hip word yeah, yeah, yeah. that turns people on. It's like, oh, I got that low Play-Doh. Yeah. Just you know? <laughs> to check that, check that, uh, that just take approach the uh, kind of the check approach to it where it's like, oh, we have a, you know, an eight degree, a 10 degree, a 12 mm-hmm. degree, a 13 degree, mm-hmm. an 18 degree. But it doesn't tell you anything about what the beer is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like how, there's just these like unspoken rules of like, you know, the ten and the twelve are pale. The thirteen is probably uh, dark. Mm-hmm. The eighteen is like dark or amber, maybe pale. Like, yeah. <laughs> so um, there's just see these unspoken like uh, uh, weird rules that unless you know Czech brewing culture, you won't have any <laughs> fucking idea why. And just covering our butts uh, for our non-beer nerd listeners. Play-Doh is not that doughy substance. No, that not we're... P-L-A-Y-D-O. Yes. Yeah. It's Plato, P-L-A-T-O. Yes. Original gravity, things. guys. Get mm-hmm. with the original gravity. Um, <laughs> and the thing to make it even more just like completely confusing um, and more boundaries to entry is it doesn't really tell you necessarily the strength it just yes. tells you the potential strength <laughs> yeah. of, the, of, of the beer it tells you uh, where it starts yeah. yeah so it doesn't necessarily but it kind of does um mm-hmm. but uh in any case or you know we can go just go back and start using the like the old german um like strength designations and call things like vol beer and, mm. uh, mm. and all that type of stuff I'm yeah. or you could go you could go to the belgian you know, the the, the, the fake kind of triple X. <laughs> I got that triple X. I got that four X. <laughs> yeah, see, see, that sounds sexier. I feel like yeah. there's 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 it more does. to do that. I don't know if Southern Tier, like, maybe had co-opted that type of thing, though, and made it a little more modern in their oh, own the way. Times. They always yeah. do those two times yeah. and three times. Shit. Yeah, but that's the thing. Everybody knows this is two times and three times. You yeah. got to do the X. X mm. is sexy. Mm. Doritos, yeah. Doritos in the extreme games will tell you that. Yeah, Degeneration <laughs> X. Exactly. Uh, Suck it. Break it down. <laughs> I do everything that I brew. I try to insert some sort of like attitude era sensibility into it. So um, I, I can appreciate You're that. always actually, you just like start your brew day off slamming two cans together and pouring it all over yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I do like the Shane O'Mac, like kind of like dance, like walking down, you know, <laughs> in, into the brew house. Yeah. People have to hit old cash registers for brian to enter their brewery (laughs) no chance um 
Yes. So I am drinking a, just, um, an old man beer that is unabashedly old man themed. There's literally like the old man hat, uh, pipe and bow tie and stuff on the label. Here, He's but... about to go into a nursing home. <laughs> I actually um, start put recently um, put little uh, tennis balls on the bottom of my walker. Oh, there wow. you go. So I won't scratch yeah. the floor. Yeah. Wow. That's a pro move. Yeah. No. <laughs> also, it helps with stealth. <laughs> so I can sneak up behind people. Right. Snap their neck. Uh, <laughs> sneak up behind people. Tell them long stories <laughs> that they can't escape from that they didn't know was Do about to happen. Do you know back in the day, they used diastatic brown malt? 100%. That's what a porter was in my day. Do you know the difference between a sickle and a zoigle? I'll tell you. <laughs> well, the zoigle's the star they put above the house when they had fresh beef. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide into that accent. What do you got, Steve? You got you got you got goddamn kid beer. Yeah, so you drinking dessert yeah, over there. I'm, I'm drinking child times. Yeah. Um so you you already mentioned it did look like cranberry sauce, which oh, yeah. is a reference to our blood rage episode. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you you're drinking hot farm. And they actually have a cranberry sauce. They sour. do. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, what I'm drinking though is a sorbetto from the uh, uh, Evergreen Brewing Company out of Camp Hill, mm-hmm. which is in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. as I understand. This is their number thirty-five. <laughs> They've done a lot of these fucking and sorbetto yeah. is such a fun word to say. Like right. Yinzer mm-hmm. accent. Yeah. Well, they have sorbetto, and then they also have yinzbetto. <laughs> oh, do they have a yinzbetto? Yeah, they have. The, yeah, so they have a yinzbetto. What's the yinzbetto made? It, it's. Really? I mean, it's still the same kind of stuff. It's okay. just. Yeah. Gotcha. They just tailor it. Did they it collaborate more. with someone here to do that? Because that would make I don't, sense. I don't know if they actually collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Dunked on that word. <laughs> Collaborate. Collaborated. Well, I say, I say they might have had a collaborate. I'll with. say there, I'll say there, boy. <laughs> just, turned it, just turned into a... Uh, Foghorn Lakehorn. Foghorn Lakehorn. I'll say, yeah. I'll say there, boy, you gotta collaborate. <laughs> you gotta learn how to collaborate. No, I don't know if they collaborated with anybody. I think it's just more of a, like a... Uh, specific marketing where they're just like yeah, these are for your after. Yeah. yeah these are for your area i thought it maybe was like a like a steak salad flavor or something yeah, like that. Might, yeah. it's coming up they they yeah. have you know like i said this is 35 of the sorbetto they're probably up on four of the yinzbetto mm-hmm. they just you know throw a whole bunch of shit into a sour ale yeah. and this one is a bunch of strawberry and oreos oreos what? Did yeah. not see that. i mean it is you guys can't see it obviously it is um it is a dull uh, crimson in color. I mean, literally, if you said yeah. that's cranberry, I mean, it's definitely that's that that color. That if hue. it was some sort of like separation of blood, like <laughs> it's not full full blood, but yeah. like half plasma or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like I, I, I didn't go. I did stop at that brewery. They're mm-hmm. really close to Mellow Mink, which I'm sure you probably like. They were advertising oh, on like the Brewers Network for a long time. Oh, like, I don't know what Mellow Mink. Um, is. they do a lot of different like sours and oh, stuff okay. like that. Um, but yeah, so they're really close to Evergreen. But I mean, you're literally within a half hour to Trogues, ish. You know, it's out all out in that area. If you're ever making the trek over there, yeah. all worth the stop. All Pennsylvania. So yeah, I. Cool. F- also just realized we have a delightful pairing in front of us um we have a (laughs) meg is very nervous we have um so we do have some spices 
and fishies and spookies. So the the spicies and the fishies are the same one. We have another snack, and yet another from this lovely um, uh, care package sent from our, our wonderful friend Jen Strang. Um, this is also from uh, Totem Smokehouse in Seattle's Pike Place Market. This is a double smoked wild salmon jerky, and the flavor is smoky jalapeno pepper king. Um, and it looks uh, spicy. It got a lot of seeds on it and, and all that kind of stuff. It looks delicious. Um, I feel like when we had the salmon candy, which is the sweet one, which uh, let's reiterate because there has been some confusion in the past. It was not candy. Yeah, it was not me. candy. Excuse me. Excuse me. Meg has been running into a lot of confusion in her life about what it is and is not candy. Okay. I conceded that... The meat from last week was not candy. Yeah, you did eventually. <laughs> yes. But it required some convincing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had to explain to you that if the first ingredient in it is pork, it can't be candy. <laughs> you, here, you know what, Brian? I think I know where the confusion arises. Okay, though. all right. Stop. Because Meg, as previously mentioned in yeah. previous episodes, she grew up, you know, in a Swedish household. Right. Excuse me. And Are perhaps, we going the Swedes now? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> perhaps her Halloween was different from ours, in yeah. which she was gifted herring when she went to door to door. Yeah. Salmon. Eggs. Candy. Hand. Candy yeah. of the sea. I am just not going to deny any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boy, oh, trick that, or treat. I, I ripped the, the label off, and it is, oh, my gosh, it smells good, though. It smells a little tiny bit like a dog treat, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> just how I like it. Yeah. I'm going to grab me a nice healthy piece there. I'll pass it around. Mm, it does smell good, though. It smells very savory. The last one smelled like so sugary sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see what you mean about like the dog treat. A lot drier because it doesn't have a lot of sugar on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm gnawing at it. So this might be spicy, so. It's a little spicy. It's definitely really hard. Mm. A very chewy. I don't think my face is saying good things right mm-hmm. now. No. Yeah, there's definitely, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I love this one. There's something very dog foody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to finish I think, it. I think it's also like the intense chewiness makes it seem like it is. <laughs> Meg's face is one of <laughs> utter displeasure. I don't can't. worry, Meg. We Be got sure to ch- chase it with this Rebel <laughs> limited edition eggnog hard latte. Hell yeah. Here. Hell yeah, brother. But, um, I mean, that sounds like, like a Swedish national dish, like salmon eggnog. Mm-hmm. You don't think they... Um, it is our national drink. <laughs> I yeah. can't speak for the whole country. Cream salmon. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. It's hard to get through with the chewiness. It has my, to be just because was, of the chewiness, I don't think my piece not was the flavor. I just got a really thin piece. Yeah. It was super chewy. I'm say it's just the chewiness. It's not the actual flavor. Mm. No, the, no, I don't care for the flavor either. I kind of like it. I like, I like the spiciness on it, but it I don't. It has a nice heat to it. Yeah. It, it is now permeated my mouth. Yeah. But everything else to it, it just, I don't know. It, it felt like meaty fish, but like not, I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, no, it's no, I it's it, it seems smoked. like it almost should be beef, but there's right. a fish flavor to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. I, I also think it's just because like of the smoking. Because it's what they said, it was double smoked too. Yeah. So I mean, you're getting a lot of probably Maybe like that's what it is. earthy Maybe characters. This, yeah. just like, what it reminds me to me of, it, it reminds me of beef jerky. Mm. But with like a bunch of like fish sauce or something yeah. on it, which I did because I fucking love. Yeah, I'm like, like I could get beef that. or something like that. 
We'll I can get behind pork. that idea though. Yeah, I actually fuck, absolutely really do fuck. You with know that. what? Actually, next time I make beef it jerky, hot, I think it's my no joke. It's got some heat. Yeah, it's good. I think nice that might it. actually be a good add next time I make beef jerky. Is a little bit of fish sauce. Oh, that man. would actually yeah. be really fucking I put, good. I put fish sauce in anything that I can hide it in. Um, I fucking love fish sauce. I love um, most things that that are like questionable, like a questionable choice to put into something. <laughs> That's the thing that I, that's the thing that I like most about it. I think we're it. learning this about you yeah. more and more. I have questionable taste. That is accurate. Um, <laughs> so to chase that, because listen, when you think about some fishy spices, you want to bring it right up uh, and follow it up with some warheads. Uh, we spicy then sour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have warheads grubs. Which I think are chewy, right? They're not warheads in the yeah. sense of like a hard candy, which I do love warheads. But these are mm -hmm. warheads grubs, so they're they're like um, little short um, like assuming, gummy worms. I, yeah, I'm assuming it's their brand of gummy worms. Yeah. They just can't say gummy worm. Yeah, they're look. They're just little short, shorter yeah. gummy worms. Here, I'll pass this so on. So they're to you. probably going to be giving um, sour patch kids a run for their money. Yeah, they have five fruity flavors. We have R.I.P. Raspberry. See, I fuck with. I love. It. If you just take a flavor and just say something just make it spooky spook. ahead of it, give it the old Simpsons treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Treehouse of Horror. Uh, the name up. We have R.I.P. Raspberry. We have Occult Orange, Scary Cherry, Cackle Apple. That's a stretch. Cackle Apple and Luna Lemon. The fuck does that mean? Moon lemon. Moon, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Moon, yeah. Oh, I guess like a moon. Okay, right. like a full moon. Like whatever. a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Like when and werewolves. Like a werewolf. I could totally fuck with this. I'm going to do... I'm going to do... I can't... I can't get away from a cult orange. <laughs> I think I got a raspberry one, and that was pretty bomb. I got some raspberries. Yeah, I'm here for it. They're good. Yeah. Mm, I like the texture of them. Not too soft. Yeah. I like, mm -hmm. the, I have to, like, like to work on a. On you, know a what, you know what, though? I kind of wish they would have figured out a way to make them more tart because I think one of my favorite things about warheads in general is how intensely. Yeah. yeah they're you know so what? intense. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't completely on brand with warhead. The extreme warheads. warheads is yeah. same, especially Can I actually grab a couple more of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually really like them. I don't hate them after the salmon either. Like, listen, I'm going back and forth, guys. Uh, it goes perfectly with the quote-unquote beer that I'm drinking, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you pretty much melt those down. Right. <laughs> that's what you're drinking yeah. already. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. I'm going to ferment some of these grubs and <laughs> start a brewery. <laughs> dry hop your brewer on the grubs. <laughs> yeah, that, that those are fun. Okay. So we got beers. We got some snacks out of the way. Meg, tell us about tell us about your your trip. So I actually wrote notes um, on two different spots because um, maybe what was it like a month or two ago? I went to Detroit, and one of the first places that I went to was the Anatomy of Death Museum yeah. there. So it kind of had a similar vibes and whatnot. But I do want to give a disclaimer for all the things that we're going to talk about that. We do not encourage or promote serial killers or people <laughs> harming anyone, and we're not glorifying Listen, this. Guys, we're taking a hard stance. We do not advocate serial murder. Please don't serial kill in our name unless you have over 50,000 followers. <laughs> then uh, let's at least have a conversation first. Maybe we can do a collaborate. <laughs> a collab of murder. Collaborate. <laughs> okay. Collabo murder. <laughs> so the first one, you know, again, this was in Detroit. So the first thing you think about with Detroit is like, you know, Motown, automobiles, and sure. probably pizza, mainly pizza for me. Mm -hmm. That's like my favorite thing. Um, but when I usually go to a city, I'm like 
actively seeking out anything that could be like spooky macabre yeah, like, yeah you know just like i like kind of seeing what that city has to offer and i have been guilty of dragging people to those like ghost tours which are generally just bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a sucker for them too though I love them. I love them i actually have a story about about one i was gonna tell later one of our questions but yeah, yeah. i'm a sucker for those yeah i think it's great um and i've like been to detroit countless times so it's honestly one of my favorite cities but um I found the anatomy of death in my search and it's about like a little bit north of like Detroit proper okay. in Mount Clemens, but their tagline is they feature over 30 real human medical skulls and skeletons in their museum. So the great thing, like you walk into it and make walk downs like I'm here for the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fucking bones? That's at? the same tagline. Hey, I are you in Scott skulls? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Yin's got skulls. He's got some skulls here. Well, like I walked, I walk up to it. So, like, cool shit that's outside is like there's this hearse that has their fucking logo on it, which is great. Yeah. And then there's like I've this, always wanted uh, a hearse. <laughs> yo, we talked about this. Yeah, I we have talked about um, And then there's like this cool like carousel horse that's painted as a skeleton, and you walk in, and that's pretty much where their shop is so they sell a lot of odds and ends and like you can buy some old like medical tools that they've clearly been like these are worthless to us but you can have them um they'll sell like wet and dry specimens like i actually bought uh, <laughs> oh come on you can't just gloss over what you just <laughs> slipped that in didn't you you can't of power what? through <laughs> specimens of what you need to be more specific when you say things i like will that. send you guys a picture i did walk away with a dry pig fetus and nice. a bat that You're like can stalker is that a snack for a future episode or what are we <laughs> are you just going to display that is it jalapeno yeah, <laughs> those are the wet salmon flavored pig fetus no. but yeah i've seen they have a That's bunch of different made. wet specimens like i saw a snake and a bunch of other shit like that which oh, is God. cool oh that's just wine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true we're just talking about liquor now actually yeah. um but when i was like walking around the guy who owns the shop was just hanging out there and the shirt the uh, flannel that i was wearing i have this back patch on it that says fucked by satan on it <laughs> and it, it's an old band t-shirt that i had <laughs> So, but he like saw it and was just like, oh, I really like your shirt. I mean, he's a very kind person, a little bit too forward, whatever. But uh, he was just like, yeah, it's funny because like in my motorcycle club, I'm, my nickname's Satan. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he's been saving that pickup line yeah, yeah. for a while. I'm sure I'm you not the first person. Yeah. yeah, not the first person. So anywho, me being me, I still just like struck up a conversation and let him know I was from Pittsburgh. And he, um, him and I think it's his partner partner uh not maybe not just in the business but personally they also do a lot of um the boudoir like photography and stuff oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's actually a whole room like you can walk into and see old photos and like a bunch of other shit do they but, take the photos with the wet specimens? <laughs> you probably can if you okay. want. I mean, on the, on the sheet that you fill out for your boudoir photo <laughs> session, it's like mood lighting, drier wet specimens. Like it's, it's like a burgatory checklist where you go through lighting. and you just check snake jar. Pig fetus. Could Three you, skulls. Could you put a, a marshmallow on top of my pig fetus and then quickly roast it? With... I just imagining when you said that, that I was like, imagine just lighting, mood lighting, but you're putting it behind one of these wet specimens. So you just have the right. shadow all over your face. That's, yeah. yeah, that's super sexy stuff. Yeah. But they were I'm imagining like that scene from Flashdance, but it's just wet <laughs> specimens coming oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just formaldehyde. I hate every ounce of what's going on in your guys' brains. Um, so what you do you... Get that spicy salmon in me. <laughs> get all ornery. Roll, roll full of spicy and sour. <laughs> um, so you shared with me that with that side of their business, they'll oftentimes like go to a city and rent an Airbnb and do all these like sexy photos for a lot of people who do OnlyFans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. We ran an Airbnb. He did not ask <laughs> me. Sexy he did not ask me, so we're okay. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there was that balance. Yeah. Um, but he did mention that he was familiar with Pittsburgh, and they he like called out Trundle Manor and whatnot mm. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So he was, that was kind of cool. But because I was traveling, he just let me into the museum for free. Oh you my know, I was like just using my satanic feminine wiles <laughs> to like get into this museum yeah um but it was cool so in his spot um he uh it's a self-guided tour and i actually liked their walkthrough even a little bit better than the next one and we're going to talk about because there was like such good detail on the self-guided sheet about like each different item like where it came from mm -hmm. like what does it represent but he definitely highlighted one of their new items they got where they have these heart wet specimens and like one was like a healthy heart and then one was like a really i can't remember what it had but it had like this fucked Worms up heart it was just like <laughs> deteriorating and mildly brown and i'm just like yeah Fate i'm gonna part. quit smoking <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna go to the gym right now <laughs> do not want my heart that's looking what my like heart that. looks like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and if you do want to go to the store it's 15 dollars because that seems to be pretty standard mm. um they have a lot of like ritual items um even from like some indigenous people like one of the pieces i love they had they had the skull set up with this like headdress that had these huge fucking horns and i'll, I'll probably in one of our tiktok videos like i'll send you guys and we'll post it about I'll, I'll find some of these photos that you can see mm. um but that was actually really fucking cool just kind of epic i was like man it's kind of very vikingish and i kind of want it that. like on the front of your car like yeah. you know like the, the long horns in the front of the yeah. big old Cadillac yeah. except for it's a human skull with horns yeah for sure um so and they have a lot of stuff related to like um like post-mortem care and like embalming like uh makeup and chemicals and tools and they also have some like antique um beds like where people basically would be embalmed on and stuff like mm -hmm. that they had old coffins which I, I feel like I find it always really creepy in these situations when there's like the kid one, but they always fucking have one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like super creepy. And I'll talk about that for the next um, uh, place that I visited because mm -hmm. there was it was worse there. Question. Yeah. Do they have a My Little Mortuary makeup <laughs> kit in the gift shop? Oh, my God. I don't think so, but I feel like I want that. that. Has, As an that adult, is an I want Etsy that. gift waiting to happen. My yeah. little mortician. Oh my gosh! Easy bake crematorium. <laughs> <laughs> There's just infinite opportunities for morbid kids' toys. Do you have a child who's just into death? Yeah, we've got something for you. Creepy yeah. call, creepy crawlers, not enough for your kids. <laughs> yeah, my kids are definitely at that age where like they just are kind of learning about like what being dead is. Okay, so everything is. But what if we? What if that person died? Like, <laughs> like or, or like, what if? What if they were dead? And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if? Because <laughs> they're just like just learning, like kind of what that means. Yeah. You know? So that that's a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Good lead, luck with it that. It leads dude. to a lot of awkward conversations. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty great. Yeah, I think like like even like uh, the Museum of Death, they really want to focus a lot on education and showing the history and stuff of all mm. these things. And then also here's like this saw that's used to cut people's heads off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but also here's how someone died super horrifically. <laughs> that was worse than no. Here's lawn. what half a dog looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did see just more recently they have the super rare funeral home national tomb salesman sample, which is like a mini. Um, like coffin setup that shows like how you would drop it into a hole and stuff like that but it's like a small one like literally a salesman like this is how you oh, bury it's like someone. a model <laughs> yeah that's, yeah see that's cool <laughs> i love like anything that has to do with like yeah the business of death yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like this is how we sell coffins to people like th that's that's the most I, I was just at a funeral recently, um, and uh, I wasn't like, this is fucking sick. But <laughs> it, it was definitely like, I always take note of like the people, like the morti or or just the people working at the funeral mm -hmm. home and stuff mm -hmm. like this, and like what it must feel like for this to become very, very normal. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. worked with this woman that I've, I've talked to you guys about. But, yeah. uh, her name's Heather, and she's a mortician, and she like does all this stuff. And yeah. like, she just moved out to Seattle, and her job now is um, more about like if people die and they're like organ donors, and like a, a hospital needs a piece, mm. she's the one who like tears the body apart to like give that piece to mm. the hospital and stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to probe her on that and like ask her how it feels. And it's like, it is this desensitization. Oh my God. <laughs> desensitization. Yeah. I, I got say, it. I'll I got say, it. I'll I'm say, not... I'll say I'll 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 say say I'm a desensitizer. <laughs> Guys, we're 20 beers deep. We're all foghorn leghorn by this point. Desensa, I'll lose your sense. Oh, hey, I'll lose your sense. Yeah, it's uh, because I have like I have friends who are who are like doctors or, or surgeons, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, how quickly does cutting into somebody's abdomen become very normal for you? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, well, she you was have, like I mean, talking about a right. snap, like when she was like cutting a leg, and I'm just like. <laughs> like I just like subtly did that. Yeah. Um. I I just find it really interesting. She was also telling us how it's super lucrative if you want to be a body remover, being like you're the one who goes to where that person died and you pick them up and then you bring them oh to where they need to yeah, go. Yeah, She's yeah. like, yeah, if you're on call, it's like seventy five yeah. bucks an hour. And I'm like, um, how soon can I start? <laughs> She's like, you don't need a degree or anything. And I was like, shit. This is unskilled paid work. Yeah. Holy shit. You, ju you just need like a, a dolly yeah. and like um, <laughs> some like garbage bags. Like I guess contractor bags. Like, What do you think they do with the body? Yeah, like, that's you don't what think I'm saying. I don't know. Whatever. How do you get it out of there? Imagine, but I mean, like, I'm sure you'd like have a... to deal with a body that has like maggots in it or like Ugh. is like it's it's liquids are now coming out of Ugh. the body. Well, that's why you have the contractor bags. <laughs> Listen, that's why I always go for a dry specimen if yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Always dry. So less. They're way lighter. <laughs> so less gross, more mundane. It, I used to work for a auto, uh, like auto parts delivery service. Yeah. And there was another auto parts uh, warehouse that I used to pick parts up at. And the warehouse right next to it was all coffins. Oh, really? Hmm. And so like you could look into the coffin warehouse and it was just weird because it was all just, you know, blue collar guys, you know, humping coffins around and they were all like categorized and you could see into the back where they had just like stacks of baby coffins and oh, it was like God. yeah it was just like jesus of, right that, that is a uh that is a album name yeah stacks, stacks of, of baby, baby coffins, coffins. 
Because it's like it's like an IKEA more or less. Because you know you go in, they have everything, you know, set up by you know uh, SKU or whatever. And it's just yeah. <laughs> pretty funny if there was an an IKEA section that was just coffins. You build your and own. All the coffins were called like. Gorpschnop or whatever, yeah. you know, but they were called beef. But in 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 where's where's IKEA from? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say yeah. I would say Sweden. Yeah. Guys, but, but in Swedish, Gorpschnop means <laughs> baby corpse. Oh, God. <laughs> Sweden rules everything around us. Yeah. You can make fun of all you want. And then they, have, they have really little tiny you're coffins. Sure. They're only like as big as a beer can, and yeah. they're for herrings. <laughs> like if your family herring, herring dies. <laughs> Family <laughs> Also, your shirt is Swedish flag colors. Let's oh, you're right. It is. Oh, no. <laughs> but it just says lager, 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 lager. You guys just hang out with me long enough. You guys will yeah. start sweeting or speaking Swedish. We'll start sweeting. Sweeting. <laughs> See, the thing is, we started this podcast after midsummer. so <laughs> That's true. Next year, we come around. Next year, we're in trouble. We're fucked. <laughs> Man, I can't wait till we talk about that movie. <laughs> can't wait till you sew us into a bear corpse. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? <laughs> Falling off a cliff? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll dive, grab my ankles, and just... <laughs> Compared to the blood eagle? Yeah. <laughs> I think I will. A little better. Oh, man. So that's Detroit. It was cool. It's pretty small, but um, I still thought it was pretty neat. Um, oh, my God, a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that before. I didn't want to point it out because, it... guys, guys, we 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 need to describe to you what's happening. Um, Bruce Meg's dog is on a chair behind us, and he's completely wrapped and covered in a white towel, just relaxing. And every once in a while, he stands up and walks around and lays back down. It just looks like a ghost on the chair. Yeah, and the chair is moving like by itself. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... He doesn't think it's funny. He's annoyed. It's like give me a treat now. Where are my cookies? So um, now we're going to move on to New Orleans. Mm. And I just went to New Orleans a little over a week ago. Probably when this comes out, it would have been a couple weeks ago. Not haunted at all. Not haunted (laughs) at all. But when I went down there, I mean, it was a a 24-hour trip. So I was like, I like had goals. One was a po' boy and one was the Museum of Death. Yeah. Which is dope. That classic combo. Mm Um. Yeah, which was like kind of like interesting that the artist I went down to go see a show and the band name is Amigo the Devil and he's like this like folk singer songwriter type guy but he like writes a lot of songs about serial killers and like even just like the Jonestown Massacre like Dahmer like all of these people and it's like he has really cool writing mm-hmm. um so definitely check it out now I was already familiar with the Museum of Death so um I really didn't have to like go searching for what we were what I was gonna do while I was down there it's really close to like the infamous Bourbon Street and the French Quarter yeah. um and this tour is also a self-guided tour. They were a little bit more protective, so I wasn't t- able to take a single photo inside. Like, unless you're in the gift shop, you can take photos, but you can't take photos, like, when you went back on the tour. Yeah, Whereas, that's pretty typical, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Anatomy of Death one, he wasn't really, he didn't really mention it, so I took a lot of photos and videos, which I'll share when we put this episode out. Um, but the this museum itself was founded in uh, June of 1995 when J.D. Healy and Kathy Schultz um, really wanted to like fill a void of like education around death mm-hmm. and they pretty much made that their life's work and there's a lot of controversy because you think about it in 1995 like 
this stuff like us all talking about like spooky yeah. shit was not as prevalent like and it was kind of like you were like, the weirdo then yeah. yeah i mean it's it's weird i think people are like desensitized now because true crime yeah documentaries podcasts yeah. tv like all of this stuff is so in the zeitgeist right now yeah and like even I feel like even five years ago, it would have been like if you walked up to somebody who was like, hey, do you listen to like podcasts about serial killers? They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Because right. I remember when I first started getting into like true crime podcasts and, and obviously been into horror a lot longer than that. But like you would meet somebody. So like my friend Meg, who I used to work with, uh, not this friend Meg, a different friend, uh, Megan. <laughs> we don't even call her Meg, call her Megan. So I don't know why I said Meg. Because you're <laughs> sitting right there. Um, my friend Megan, uh, who's also a brewer, <laughs> coincidentally, um, she, uh, we just kind of got off on a topic or whatever. And she said, we were talking about podcasts. She was like, oh, and I also listen to this one. You know, it's about like zero coach and stuff. And I was like, me too. <laughs> like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, you're into fucking weird stuff too. Yeah. Cool. But now, yeah. like, I feel like it's so mainstream now. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. I, you have no pro. I have like no problem being like, these are the things that I'm super interested in, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not weird. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're talking 1995, so you're just kind of on the tail end of the satanic panic. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then so it's still real in people's minds. Yeah, in a lot and, of wasn't and that when like Jamine Ramsey died around then too? Okay, yeah, I was like, it was right around that too. Good so. Thanksgiving callback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Legs are harder to close than the Jomini Ramsey case. Guys, tune in to our Thanksgiving gravy. episode. And then, um, like, that's also the time when, like, Doom had just come out too on the PC, and like, so you, all those violent video games and everything was very tied to much. And Tipper Gore yeah. was losing her shit over mm -hmm. it. And yeah, yeah, totally. Um, let's see. So they have two locations for the Museum of Death. One's in Hollywood, which, from when I was just prepping for this the one in hollywood was is like closed currently for like renovations mm -hmm. and i think or they're moving or something like that but um because i was just out there too which i was like why didn't i go see the one out there like, <laughs> i've heard the of the shit? one in in hollywood like i feel like yeah. i've heard other like podcasts talk about it or something like that for sure yeah so let's see so like they house the like world's largest collection of serial killer artwork antique funeral, ephemera, mortician and coroner's instru er, instruments, Manson family memorabilia, pet death taxidermy, and crime scene photographs. So, But they do say like each location is very specific. And I actually have a feeling they probably moved some stuff from Hollywood over because like when you look at what is supposed to be there, I could tell that stuff that was in Hollywood is definitely, I saw when I was yeah, in yeah. New Orleans. So it was pretty cool. So I'm just going to list a couple highlights. I think like if you start having interest in like these collections murderabilia stuff you start seeing like the same names over and over again because like a lot of these serial killers when they were in jail like they knew how to play the game a lot so mm -hmm. like their art and like their work can be readily found even though it's still rare and like really cool to see like you know there was a lot of Otis Tool and Henry uh, Henry Lee Lucas stuff but mm -hmm. Otis Tool did um a lot of artwork and drawings and stuff like that listen to Otis Tool like incredibly stupid yes yeah yes yeah yeah and there was a he movie. just doesn't strike me because i i mean i know the story of 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 uh him and henry lee lucas because he was like mm -hmm. henry lee lucas's like little stooge right mm -hmm. basically yeah. Yeah. like i always yeah i would say he had like an iq of like 40 or something so, like yeah, yeah. they were just like, dumb really, as fuck yeah because yeah. i don't know if you guys caught the movie um henry portrait of zero killer oh, yes. which michael rooker you're just yeah. like that's yeah. one of the most yeah genuinely disturbing movies i've ever seen yeah yeah, yeah. 
Like I, I yeah. like it's just for whatever reason was so triggering to me. Like there's one scene where you're like, I feel like I'm watching a snuff film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, intense. Well, it's an intense movie. It's a great movie. You're right. Wrong. It's a fucking it was, well, it was an early, you know, example of like found footage. Yeah. So like it's not something that you saw too overused at that point. And mm-hmm. then Rooker's just intense as hell. He so. is. Yeah, He's yeah. so yeah. fucking he, good. I, dude. Um, yeah, I think He's I, great in everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He has like a huge like you can see a bunch of the movies. But I think the first time I really like knew who he was was like Walking Dead. Walking and, like, Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's I where like, I think like the mainstream really got to know him a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, he's in so I knew him from Slither. So yeah, yeah. 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 he's so good in Slither. But also like Mississippi Burning. Like I'd oh, seen, I seen that, that movie. It's uh, yeah, it's not a horror movie. I mean, it's horrific. Yeah, but and I feel yeah. like with their story too, like because I feel like they were so unintelligent that like it made everything they did even that much scarier because it was because like such an ex- instinctual can, fucking. If they thing. can get away with this, anybody can get away with it, kind of right. thing. Yeah. Like these two dumbasses. Yeah, like I get it. Right. Like Henry Lucas was like cunning in his own kind of way, but mm-hmm. like it was just like berserker, psycho, yeah. opportunistic. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's a lot of them though, because like the another one's like Richard Speck. He was mm-hmm. like another guy that. Had had like an wasn't IQ of like, seventy. Yeah, he's not like the, the something vampire. Sam- no, no, no. That was somebody else. Oh, okay. But Which also that guy was stupid too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing a theme here, guys. Yeah. But no, Richard Speck was the guy that like strangled a bunch of women in mm-hmm. a sorority house. Oh yes, yes, in, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. yeah, they're all like they they're just impulsively and dumb, and like their dumbness keeps any like thought of don't do that because yeah, you'll yeah, get yeah. in trouble think, happening <laughs> but i think in the other side and like why they got away from it is because they were like resting on like instinct so much it mm-hmm. still somehow allowed them to go into that fight or flight mm-hmm. and they were able to like get around a lot of things yeah. and that's why some of them haven't been caught and shit like that so mm-hmm. um but what i was getting at too is just like i think when you start seeing these collections over and over and you start seeing similar things like come up um so i don't want to downplay how dope the whole collection was but you you did see a lot of manson stuff um so i'm basically going to highlight some of the things i felt like were things i haven't really seen in other like uh visits to things or collections i've experienced one of the first one were they had letters from this woman dorothea puente so she ran a boarding house in Sacramento, California, and murdered various elderly and mentally mentally disabled boarders before cashing their social security checks. Oh, Holy shit. So <laughs> her total count reached nine confirmed murders and six unconfirmed. But the thing is, they also had on display is that she has a cookbook oh, that no. I do God. have on the way right now. Oh, no. <laughs> she were, wrote the cookbook? Yeah, these are her... Because they were like, no, she's been accused of a lot of things, but being a bad cook isn't one of them. Like, I think that was the dad. Line. And I was like, I'm very curious. Is she about alive? This. Um, I actually don't. I was gonna I say, was this like published like, posthumously, yeah. or was this something that? Because normally people were convicted of murders. It's against the law to make any money off of your right, right, your, right. Off your crimes. Right. No, no, she died in 2011. She was born in 1929. She was old as fuck okay. when all yeah. this was going down. So. I see. Um. So, so just real quick, it, I know it's sort sort of divergent, but it calls back to our Tokyo Gore Police episode. Mm-hmm. Remember we were asking about who is Maria Gonzalez? Oh, that yeah, was yeah, one, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. one of the killers that was injected into the mm-hmm. key man. I looked it up. Maria Gonzalez and her sister ran a brothel in okay. Mexico. Okay. And they have like 91 kills. Oh, of, Jesus. Yeah. They themselves yeah, killed yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they say what the motive was or like what was going no, on? No, they just killed. They just wow. killed. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Yeah, they just killed. They had a brothel and they killed. It's wild because, like, you wow. think about like killed other women or killed men. I think it was men mostly. Okay, that's it was, what I, was I think say, they like... killed everybody, but I think it was mostly men. So it was mostly like Johns who came into the brothel. That sure. Day. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wild. Where did they you... put the bodies? See, like, see, this is why I am the way I'm just like, where do you, like, I mean, it is Mexico, so maybe it's a little bit easier. Yeah. I don't it's, it was know. probably, I, I'm guessing, I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah. It's just something I found quickly and then, but I, I'm guessing they just hid the bodies in the back of the brothel. And if they were tourists from America, then there's a whole lot of problem like investigating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Well, it, I, I, I was just down this rabbit hole not that long ago on Wikipedia and everyone thinks of like. The United States is like being the serial killer capital of the world or mm-hmm. South America has all almost yeah. all of the most prolific serial killers yeah. come from South America. Yeah. Like, like Brazil and huh. Venezuela. There's and one guy, he has like three hundred. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. These people these people just went on for years and years. I had a note about this and I just like want to say because I feel like I get so fascinated by this stuff, but it's like not like this morbid like curiosity. Maybe it's a morbid curiosity, but it's just like I don't understand that sort of mentality. I'm just like yeah. right. that instinctual drive that like whether it was like nature versus nurture or like you were treated like shit mm-hmm. and you just like th- something triggered in your brain and this is the only way you can get your, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like I, I guess the trying to understand around it yeah. is the most intriguing part yeah. of it for a lot of people. Just like, what the fuck? It's like, it's honestly like, um, I, I hate to equate it to this because I'm not trying to like give it less gravity than it deserves, but it's same reason why people are so obsessed with, if you look on the surface or if you just like quickly describe the, the, like the plot synopsis of like the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. like in the Halloween franchise, you know, mm-hmm. like there's nothing particularly special about like, right. Michael Myers or something. It's the, it's the mystery of like why he does mm-hmm. what he does, what he does and how he does it and why kind of thing. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a similar instinct for people to be interested in real life serial killers because yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Like why do they do the things that they do? And they and they so often can't even explain it themselves. Right. So Yeah, there's actually, I mean, it kind of equates to what you're talking about. There's a newer podcast on the last podcast network called Someplace Underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think like that, it, it drew me in immediately, but a lot of the stories surround just like missing women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so they oh, give as much. That's the one with, uh, isn't Henry Zabrowski's wife? Yeah. What's her first? Uh, Natalie. Natty. Yeah, Natalie yeah. Jean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. Um, From yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is she from Pittsburgh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, they I feel like they were here during the summertime going to Kennywood and shit they were posting. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just no, remember we have tickets to see them. Yeah. In the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah. April, yeah. Um but yeah, but I think like that's exactly it. It's cause like even most of these episodes end with like we don't know what the fuck is next. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to give like like levity to the story and get people talking about it and they usually do donations based on like what the episode is but i it's i I think you're right in that like mystery of it all is kind of what really strikes it all but moving on um so similarly to like the anatomy of death there was a lot of like death like post-mortem tools similar like you know embalming stuff but the one thing that really stuck out to me because it's something i really love um, they have a lot of like talks a lot about like they had a section where they're doing a lot of memento mori stuff, which mm. for if um, people aren't familiar with what that is, it's like it's a Latin term for remember that you have to die. And it is like an artistic symbol or trope acting as a reminder of the individuality or inevitability of death, usually represented by a skull. So but many artists have. Um, used it in other ways, like they'll use rotting fruit, they'll use instruments or watches, hourglasses and stuff like that. But it's all about this idea of like, live now because you're going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I'm trying to think if maybe in the last couple of years, I started getting into even more stoic philosophy. And like, that's like a big thing that they talk about. But is it like, are they like, 
um, like trinkets kind of thing or like what, they can what, be a lot of things they like so um, artists use them a lot in paintings and like when I was like looking up just specific examples like even Pablo Picasso um, I wrote down a couple other ones um, Albrecht uh, Durer uh, Franz Halls, uh, yeah, Franz Halls, Maria van Oostervik, um, Vincent van Gogh, Pablo Picasso, like I said, they have actually like incorporated this into some of their work. Oh, oh I see. It's and a symbol that's it incorporated symbol. into their art. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So it. whether, and I've seen like even now, like for example, my back is, my entire back is this huge skull and it's my memento mori and mm -hmm. like um, the one stoic uh, like website they have like this coin like it's and it says memento mori and it's a skull and again it's just like this constant reminder to live now in the moment because you could die at any given moment yeah yeah and i kind of like that mm -hmm. but um one of the things that i was i really liked that they had there were like morning rings and i wasn't really sure uh, i wasn't really familiar with um i had seen more recently advertised where you can get people's ashes put into gemstones or oh, okay. other yeah, things. Oh. Like that so this is basically the concept. And the one um, that I saw was like this band that uh, the middle extended out and you can put like hair in it. Um, and other ones were like gemstones. Sometimes they'll just be like black. Uh, sometimes they'll have like a, a like a skeleton on them. Mm -hmm. um, and other times they'll be remains in the ring itself. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Um, so I thought it was really cool. Um, the other kind of memento mori that they had on display were like these um, death masks, which mm -hmm. um, I have seen these. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a memento mori, but it, it was kind of just in the same area. But they're usually... Um, made from wax or plaster and they may be mementos of the dead or be used for creation of portraits so like if someone was emaciated or whatever or if they want to do a painting later they'll have that mm -hmm. mask yeah. and stuff like that but the main purpose of the death mask from like the middle ages until the 19th century was to serve as a model for sculptors in creating statues and busts of the deceased person mm -hmm. so and it wasn't until the 1800s did these masks become valued for themselves um, in other cultures, death masks may be um, actually used as a funeral mask um, and placed over the face just again in case it was just like a burial rite or again, if they were emaciated and stuff yeah. like that, which is really like, interesting. I like to call them life masks. They do have life masks. They call if you get it when you're I'm alive. A, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, glass half full kind of guy. I call them life masks. Hashtag, hashtag inspiration. <laughs> you are such a positive person. I know. It's just in my yeah. nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can get a life mask made of you now if you would like us to do that. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, we can just put it up on your wall. For all yeah. your future statues that may be commissioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do yeah. like the idea of like them doing it and then you being like, ah, it doesn't really look very much like me. And like trying to, get them like, to like make you look like better than you actually did. <laughs> Like, come on, just take, Did like, you just show one of them a picture off. of yeah. you yeah. 10 years ago when you like weighed like 20 pounds less? Right. Oh, you're like, so can you do that? <laughs> it's like 50. <laughs> can you make I that jaw that. a little stronger? Yeah. <laughs> Did you make it look like I have a jawline? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty great. So that was that part. That was another big highlight for me because I do love me a good memento mori. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Mm. They actually had a lot of Jack Kvarkian art oh yeah oh i didn't know you they had did this art is yeah. he still alive he's dead right he's dead he's dead yeah. he is dead okay. um yeah. i remember that was a he was like 
Every Doctor Death tabloid in the world did a Kevorkian that thing was huge. on the, the, yeah, in the 90s for us. It was a big moral conundrum mm-hmm. and all yeah. that. I rem- yeah. For people who aren't familiar, he basically had supported the idea of like assisted suicide. So mm-hmm. giving people like it's their kind of right to choose when they go out in this world. Right. And, and if you're gonna and if you want to end your life, basically, you shouldn't have to do it. You know, you you should have medical assistance in right. being able right. to do that if you want. You to, shouldn't have to do it in some graphic way, or if you're infirm to the point that you can't do it at all. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm personally for it. I no. like. I'm yeah. cool with yeah. it. Yeah, it's 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 definitely it's one of those things where it's like I think mm, I don't want to jump to this conclusion, but if I can remember, because I was definitely you know relatively young when this was like a hot topic that people mm-hmm. were talking were discussing. Yeah. Wasn't really a wasn't really a whole lot going on like in the, in the sixth grade we weren't talking about it a lot whenever the hell this was but there yeah. was i think a lot of people who had this very adamant opposition to it were were religious yeah no 110 percent. like oh suicide's a sin and all this stuff and i was like yeah. There, yeah. there's another side to it of maybe he got a little too into it and maybe mm. he got a little too cavalier sure could be and and was like do you want to die yeah, exactly. yeah, he, like, he was doing two for one specials. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, doing bogos. Yeah, yeah. He started. He opened the drive-through, and it was a much. It was it was too much when he opened the drive-through. Well, I mean, and logistically, it doesn't make sense because the the parking lot just fills up. Well, no, well, no you got to drive your loved one in. You also, you, yeah. I'm imagining people driving, getting killed, and then just the car just stays in the parking no, no. lot. I know that line backs up real quick, but. No, you got to bring something to drive <laughs> you. You're you to have, be in the passenger a, seat. You, you basically have a, have, have a show or not a chauffeur, uh, a, a valet. Right. But they never get any cars out. They only go in. Well, the, here's the thing: is here's the thing. His drive-through was right next to a towing company, so. <laughs> It was a, you know, it was a synergistic thing. <laughs> that was the thing. You said to sign your car over to them. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then they just took it over. You sign your life over to him and your car over to them. Like They were like, <laughs> they were like, I'm imagining like a deal that you strike with like a used car dealership. Right. That's like, I'll buy all these dead people's cars. And then they're like trying to convince people to kill themselves so they can have their car to sell. Yeah. And this is a movie idea, guys. This is a script waiting to happen. This is all um, good. We're going to have to put such a hard disclaimer on this episode. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about this very flippantly. It's all jokes. <laughs> there was actually, I'm trying to think, it was a few years ago. There was actually like this like love story movie Ooh. that it it was like including assisted suicide. This sounds very, very familiar. The chick who's on um, Game of Thrones is in it. I the, never she's the dragon queen. Don't know. Neither of you? I've never nope. watched one episode of Game Not of Thrones. Not a minute. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's a re- <laughs> People who are listening will be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm I want to eventually. I just haven't haven't pulled the that's trigger on Game idea. of Thrones yet. I, 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 I haven't watched Game of Thrones or Avatar. It's something like, like when things get way too popular, way too fast, I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't do the same thing. Yeah, yeah just, to, just, just to be yeah, uh, uh, subversive. Like, contrarian. Yeah, yeah, contrarian yeah. is the word I'm looking for. I don't for. care. I don't like Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so other things that were interesting, um, they obviously had a lot of Charles Manson stuff because Manson is such an egomaniac that he just like wrote letters like and I had seen another collection a few years ago um, just reading his like letters he doesn't it doesn't fucking make sense it literally makes no sense yeah it re i, I read one I, I think i listened on a podcast and i'm reading one of them one time and it reads like 
naked lunch you know where you yeah. can just like pick it up at any point open it to a page and start reading and it's fine yeah. it doesn't matter well it almost seems like he's trying to write a song but he's just trying to talk to you at the same time and i feel like mm-hmm. that's probably just how he communicated and mm-hmm. it's just like thinking song, he yes. was so yeah. fucking cool in doing it it's like i'm an artist yeah he, <laughs> you know yeah, it's really weird you i'm sure you've heard the stories of him with like his his um like relationship with i think it was brian wilson or yeah, one, the of beach the beach boy, one of the beach boys yeah mm-hmm. and like he yeah. basically got like because he was always trying to like kind of ride their coattails to get a oh, record yeah, yeah. deal mm-hmm. and all this stuff it's wild yeah i think like that's how that's many just, people like, who have the same mentality of charles manson ended up getting a record deal and became famous you know music and right. they didn't kill someone because they got a record deal <laughs> and they could have went the complete opposite direction yeah you know what i mean Man. they didn't try to start a race war <laughs> yeah and it's like oh but it turns out you know if one conversation didn't happen and then the butterfly effect played out our most famous you <laughs> know, Swift would be tra- yeah. back oh is our God. most serious you know <laughs> yeah Beck. Well, he, well, he's no. a Scientologist, so yeah. he, he yeah, I Beck, think that's yeah. where his connections came Maybe uh. if he didn't come into Scientology, maybe Beck would be a serial killer. I don't know why killer. I picked on Beck. I, I, it's, it's, I like Beck. Yeah, it's he's fine. fine. It's okay. I mean, his I, music's I, okay. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, no, no, I was going to, I just only, it was like a sidebar conversation about my trip to LA in like, which was during all of these things between these visits. Um, there, I, It was like the first time I really saw so much Scientology stuff right there in person after yeah. like listening to podcasts about uh-huh. it reading things about it but it's like legit like you walk by a sign and there's just like cameras everywhere and it was kind of surreal and like they even have their own broadcasting like building as well and it just it blows my mind yeah, it blows my mind so even seeing wild in person that it exists yeah 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 in the capacity right. that it does right and just how powerful they are yeah which, uh, yeah fuck scientology so Which like, we won't say bad things about because they might come and sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. Very interesting. I'm very open to reading some of their literature. <laughs> Let me in. Um, okay. So, but the interesting thing that during in that section was they actually had pictures of Sharon Tate, like mm. on the car, like on the scene, like with her being murdered and stuff oh, like geez, that. They had they had a lot of graphic stuff. Like besides that, other really graphic things, they had pictures of beheadings, which Oof. were pretty crazy. Yeah. And they even had like some of the tools um, for these like beheadings and other indigenous uh, tools for like cannibals and stuff like that. So that was really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of shit like that. Um, the other thing is that they made a point to have a section about how graphic the news used to be around like accidents uh-huh. and like oh. things that happened in the public. Like they had all these images of people who were in car accidents and like, like bodies being like th- like like literally on the side of the floor or ground because like they just got like threw out of car. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and and they were just like this is kind of a thing that doesn't happen anymore. But this used to like, like this is what the news used to be. You yeah, know? and it was. Mm. Ooh. fucking wild um, yeah so, i mean yeah I, I remember in journalism school doing like a thing and they were they were talking about like the the moral conundrum around you know yeah printing pictures mm-hmm. of crime scenes mm-hmm. or or naming you know uh the victims names and all that sort of thing and yeah i think what really only back as far as like maybe the early 80s it was pretty common practice right Early Maybe? 70s, early 80s? I'm not totally sure. I can't remember if... I, like, I don't think I saw a specific date, but I probably, there probably was one on the paper. I probably could have looked yeah, a little closer. No, I but, just, um, but yeah. Grab some nog, you guys. Yeah. 
I really had a little bit of that nog. It How wasn't it? too bad. I mean, it's fine. I wish it was like thicker. You know, like we already talked about this before it recording. Like yeah, like it's fine. You know, and, and I think the other thing with that is that it's not Ooh. like boozy, like an Irish coffee or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like or Irish cream. It is weird because when I make eggnog, I put bourbon or rum in it, and I put a fuckload of of booze in it yeah so i'm used yeah. to tasting eggnog with a booze flavor right, right. yeah and you really don't taste the booze in this right yeah Ew, and this is kind of good yeah that's nice back um, to cannibalism <laughs> back to cannibalism um yeah so just highlighting a couple other things they had replicas of execution devices like that's kind of was related to the beheadings obviously like body bags skulls coffins a lot of typical stuff you see around oh, speaking of of murder devices um <laughs> <laughs> Rebel eggnog. Hard <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I, I just heard this recently, and it was like one of those things where I was like, I, something I thought my entire life. You saw the the image of uh, the the torture device that was referred to as the Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like basically yeah. it almost looks like a sarcophagi, you know, yeah. upright, and there's spikes on the inside, and yep. they close it. I just learned recently. Apparently, that wasn't a thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That like that that was just like someone in a movie somewhere set found this like big upright chamber and thought, wouldn't it be cool if we put spikes on it? Oh. What it- <laughs> and that wasn't even a real thing. And Did it wasn't we- even called the Iron Maiden. There, there was a totally different tool that they called the Iron Maiden. It was some oh. sort of like head thing. I don't know. Okay. But you always thought that thing was the Iron Maiden. I feel right. like every like, you know, fucking kid who was into like horror movies and metal music and stuff would be like, oh yeah, the Iron Maiden is actually this torture device. You right. know, it's yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. bit of like, yeah. tor- it's like the IPA story. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So it would last across the ship. And right from the <laughs> I fish up my glasses right now. <laughs> yeah, but that like apparently that's not even a thing. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That's cool. I I feel like for whatever reason, whether I saw like a replica or something, I, I feel like that came up recently. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm trying to think back. Did we talk about it at all? Maybe not. Whatever. Moving on. I don't want to like waste time trying to remember something that I'm not going to remember. Um, but yeah, so related to like the serial killer murderabilia stuff, a lot of like John Wayne Gacy stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, they even had, there's a lot of Dahmer stuff in there. Um, they even had what stuff. does he do? I, I mean, I know like John Wayne Gacy painted and, and stuff. Oh, you're talking about like, what did he do? What like, did Jeffrey Dahmer, like what um, was his art medium? He just had a lot of like writing. He oh, just it was did, like letters like, Yeah, yeah, I see. And I think and part of when they got to that section was just like about him too. So they started like they did a little bit on Timothy McVeigh, which there weren't like letters from him or anything it like was that. Like his it was manifesto just like, hey, thing. this is just like what happened here. They even covered a little bit of war in some in some capacity. So like the, the range at the Museum of Death, I think, is pretty pretty vast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, whatnot. They even mildly covered nine eleven. Like yeah. had some like news headline um, newspapers and stuff like that. I'm trying to think. There's a lot more just like random stuff that they had, but those are just like my highlights from that. And it's really cool. Um, I don't know. I like going to see the stuff. Um, I think the only other highlight I'll like or story I'll tell is like um, a few years ago, I bought these like I started following this Instagram page uh, called Serial Killer Murderabilia. Mm-hmm. And they were selling these toilet seat covers that they painted <laughs> serial killers on. Okay. And uh, I was like, I have to have them. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought them. And uh, and then the paint wasn't dry and you stood up and you just had all the paint <laughs> on your ass. Uh, you said John Wayne Gacy on your ass. 
it, and on his there was a John Wayne Gacy one when he lifted up it says kiss my ass that was like famous last word type thing um, but anyway oh I have heard that, that it, yeah. so like the people who were selling it though they were they're really friendly they were like oh if you're ever in like New York City come we can show you the rest of our collection and shit like that and uh, I happened to have been going to a wedding like within a month of when I bought these and I was like just hold them I will drive out to Long Island and I'll pick them up and blah blah mm. So I went out there, probably the, these people were so fucking nice, like freshly baked focaccia bread. Do you guys want some food? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm just like. When I go, and that's actually really surprising to hear you say, because when I buy my murder toilet seats, yeah. the people are total pieces of shit. <laughs> right. Like just the dirt ball people who I rely upon. I need a new, somehow, I need a new serial killer toilet seat guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My guy's an asshole. Somehow, instinctually <laughs> though, brain. my brain got Never super got anxious walking in and be like they're too friendly i'm about to look at all the serial killer stuff and i'm freaking out and they're probably gonna kill me like yeah, yeah. My, i was just thinking that for at least the first two hours they know i think i'm gonna get killed <laughs> well that's the thing is they're like we sell murder serial our serial killer uh toilet seats we need to soften the blow like we need, right we need to have focaccia and like yeah and like herbal they teas. did end up cooking us like a whole dinner too like spetzel like sous vide fucking beef like it was a fucking was spread mm. fuck you i already <laughs> ate it it's already out of my body mm. <laughs> i'm gonna say pretend like yeah absolutely i'm just saying if if if, if there was like a serial killer cannibal couple I feel like they would use sous vide as a cooking technique. Yeah, because they Possibly, want it to yeah. be yeah. super tender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see this. I'm following you. You know, I'm not going to give in to make you make you make me feel bad I'm just about saying, this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You may or may not consume human flesh. That's all I'm saying. Again, it's already out of my body. I'm cool. It was a great night. Have some nog. Um. So yeah. So this couple showed us. So they basically got this collection from a friend of theirs who worked as like a correctional officer, and this guy just knew, like, he knew the ins and outs. He knew how. Like, he knew what they wanted. He knew how to talk to them. So him and his wife would like write letters to different serial killers. So they have a lot of like um, David Berkowitz. They have a lot of John Wayne Gacy. Um, they have some Charles Manson and a bunch of other people. Um, not too long, right before the pandemic, I had them in Pittsburgh for an art show where they brought a lot of the collection down mm -hmm. and put it on display and stuff like that. But um, one of the highlights of leaving that was we were reading through some of John Wayne Gacy's letters and this guy was like, he was just teasing him the whole time. Like, you know, <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm a bodybuilder, blah, blah, blah. So John Wayne Gacy was like, show me, show me the goods. <laughs> and um, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of it too and I'll put a, we'll put it on the Instagrams or whatever. But I, the tattoo I have on my wrist is a picture that John Wayne Gacy drew in one of his letters and it's called the head over head. And basically it was just like, he was ex explaining to the correctional officer, which he didn't know was a correctional officer, um, how he liked the taste of his own cum, and oh, he would Jesus. like he would like uh, put his back up against the wall and basically have his dick over his mouth and like <laughs> masturbate into his own mouth, giving himself and the old so Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I, I saw the picture in the corner and I was like, do you guys care if I take a picture of this? And they're like, yeah, just don't show anyone right now because it was like, they just got the collection. Yeah. And I immediately sent it to my tattoo artist and I was like, can you put this on my body? <laughs> he was like, yeah, absolutely. I guess so. So, well, why not? Yeah. Oh, one Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Standard rate apply for, for one Joe one Rogan. One Gacy self suck? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So. Oh man. These are all these are all fun stories. But uh, last thing I wanted on before we go to Q and A, again you'll see on the videos, I got this like cool John Wayne Gacy patch, but I also got this pin set that is it's intense. The Black Dahlia, and it's a twofer. It's it's a enamel pin of the crime scene of the crime scene yeah, of yeah. her body cut into you, and I thought I was like I have to have that. It's, it's I was like only souvenirs I took back from Nola uh, <laughs> yeah. were those. Yeah, and a hangover, and a bad hangover. <laughs> but that's that's anybody who goes to Nola. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that sounds fun. I would uh, I would love to go to that. Uh, I like I said, I've seen images and you know people post about the Museum of Death in in Hollywood. Yeah. And it looks pretty rad. I would definitely, definitely like to check it out. Which is the one? Um, do you guys remember the episode of uh, uh, one of Anthony Bourdain's shows where he went to? Did he go to the Museum of Death? I'm he definitely sure. went to one. No, never mind. I think it was something overseas, but it was uh, it was kind of a similar situation. But yeah. it was like I think it was more like a Museum of Medical Oddities kind of thing. Okay, cool. okay. But I think mm-hmm. it's in the same vein. But in any case. Um, well, lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, let us get into some Q&A here. So we'll just grab a handful of them and kind of see how long it takes us to go through them. But just uh, uh, th- these were submitted for, by uh, by a bunch of our lovely um, social media friends and listeners. I'll pull the first one here, which is from uh, Spooky Will uh, on Instagram. Said, what's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you? So jumping right out of the gate with uh, with uh, not necessarily a horror movie related one or even yeah. movie related one, but just a personal experience. That's, that's one time spooky. I was on this podcast <laughs> and I saw a dog in a blanket. I thought it was a ghost. Saw a ghost dog. Ghost dog. I love it's just snouts just barely peeking yeah. out. Um, I I mean a couple come to mind for me. I don't know spooky. So one of them is just like generally disturbing couple of experiences in my time living in beautiful Youngstown, Ohio, uh, come to mind. One was my next door. Say no more. My (laughs) next door neighbor, uh, was murdered and then burned. Oh, Jesus. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. Right in the middle of the day, I heard the gunshots. It was like on a weekday. Shit, dude. I was, so I was doing an internship down at the beautiful, uh, downtown Youngstown, the Youngstown Vindicator, uh, newspaper so i was doing an internship at this newspaper and it's right i mean it was just a few blocks from my house so i would come back home for lunch Mm -hmm. so i came back and i'm sitting in my room eating lunch uh and uh my girlfriend at the time was there and i hear in the middle of the afternoon pop 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 and living in youngstown on the north side of youngstown where we lived like you know what gunshots sound like. Yeah. Like it was a lot of there was definitely quite a bit of crime uh in the area and so i was like that sounded like gunshots. And then uh, my uh, the only other person that was in the house was one of my roommates, and he came down from the third floor. He's like, you hear that? I was like, yeah, that sounded like gunshots. He was like, yes, it did. Um, and then all of a sudden, we go back up to our rooms. Five minutes later, I go to walk downstairs, and there's like a, a bay window on the side, and I see all this smoke coming Jesus. out. And I thought the front of our house was on fire. Mm. So I run towards the front of the house and the, the two rooms are on the front of the house are locked. One of them was my brother's room and I knew he was in class. So I was like, I think I, I what I'm imagining is he left something on or mm-hmm. something and the house is on fire in his room. Mm-hmm. So we grab, make sure nobody else is here. We, we run outside and we quickly see that it's actually the apartment building right beside us. Mm-hmm. It's like a city block. I mean, the buildings yeah, are yeah. close. Is completely 
smoke billowing out of all the windows and all the residents are out on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just smoke out the fire. Fire department comes, like eight fire trucks. They put out the fire, you know, and everything. And like they were inside, like with the fire hose, and they were blowing it in against our house. Right. And all of our air conditioners were on that side. Oh, so like Jesus it was just, our carpet was all soaking wet. It was a disaster. Oh, shit. But anyway, we come to learn that this this older gentleman who we knew. I mean, he was a very kind of i mean he was very creepy old dude yeah he would say very creepy stuff but he was just Hmm. like he he was apparently it was like a lover's quarrel slash drug deal situation gone bad someone Mm -hmm. murdered him and set his body on fire Hmm. um so we went into like this was months later so the house the, the building was condemned this this apartment building and we one night, you know, again, college kids, drunken shenanigans. Yeah. We decide we're gonna go into this uh this apartment building. Yeah. And we go up to his apartment and you could very clearly see exactly where the fire was started, Holy right in the shit. middle of the kitchen. And then we walk to the front and we would always see this thing at night. His front room was like there was like a front room on there were six apartments, three and they went the whole way back the building. Mm-hmm. One, you know, they were yeah, side yeah. by side and there were three on each side. And they all had these like almost bay windows in the front. Mm-hmm. And there was what looked like to us like a what we used to describe as like a Muppet version of the Predator <laughs> okay. in the window up there. <laughs> and we're right. like, what is that? It's like a it's like a 3D thing. It's like a mannequin almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went up there, we found it. It was a paper mache person that he had made and had a mop for hair. Ugh. There was so much fucking weird stuff. There were manic. There were. It literally sounds like I'm just saying some sort of, you know, cliche '90s. Sounds like you're trope. describing maniac. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there yeah. were mannequins. There were shit with. It was. It was the creepiest fucking. He had an enormous, like, pink dresser mm-hmm. that was just. I mean, he clearly painted it pink. It was brimmed with all of the weirdest porn you can imagine. Oh, like, wow, okay. Like, because everything was just there. No one yeah. came and got yeah, anything. Right. Like, eventually, I, we, one of my roommates took a, a bass amp out that was in there because it was oh, just, like, shit. sitting in there. He took the, he's like, no one can tie, I mean, it's just rats everywhere. Like, I'm going to take this bass amp. <laughs> oh, my god! But it was just such a weird, surreal, because, yeah. like, the walls were all, like, smoke damaged and black yeah. and water damage everywhere, but there were still all of his, like, belongings, like, stacks and stacks of newspapers, wow. magazines. And then Do you, could you know what his relation to he, this person was? Like, was it just, like, a random person that he, like... Oh, like I guess I'm just more curious. I, about so I, so they eventually did catch the guy. I was told, yeah. and I think they had a romantic relationship, okay. mm-hmm. but it was a disagreement over drugs or money drugs or, or money or both, sure, kind of thing. Sure. So, wow. um, so that was on one side of us, and then on the other side, literally neighbor on the next door, uh, like less than two months later, um, she uh, was a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And she uh, OD'd, and we watched her take her, her corpse out of the house as well. Holy Literally, within like shit. two months, two wow. deaths uh, 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 right on East Brian, these side aren't of spooky. These are just tragic. Yeah, they- <laughs> I mean, I'm a little, I, I would be so scared to go in the house. Like, yeah. so, like, these it was are, pretty, these creepy. Are good. It was pretty yeah. creepy. The the other one that came came to mind, and this is a lot more lighthearted. Sorry, I didn't plan on telling the entire story <laughs> and going into there and stuff. But uh, anyway, the, the other one was. Um, we were in Key West, mm-hmm. again, also in college, and we went on one of, this made me think of it, Meg, we went on one mm-hmm. of those ghost tours. 
And Key West, you know, it's supposed to be like this really haunted place, whatever. Everybody mm-hmm. says the place they're in is haunted when they have sure. a ghost tour. But we they went in and, and we went to all these different locations around Key West. And one of them, long story short, was a church. And the whole idea was like this. It, it was it was a it was a church that had been turned into a theater, mm-hmm. and it was it was abandoned. You could clearly see like, and Key West has some of the most valuable um, uh, real estate of mm-hmm. any place like in North America because it's so tiny and it's just so finite. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one giant building that's just left completely abandoned, and everyone's like, "Yeah, this is like a multi million dollar property," and no one has has done anything with mm. it because there was like you know he of course gave us the lore of like this story of this this um this like the pr- the the pastor and his wife and he thought his wife was cheating on him um with like one of the deacons or whatever mm-hmm. and he ended up burning down the the church with her in it but she wasn't there with the deacon she was actually there with like a sunday school group and mm-hmm. all these kids died in the fire and so like all these people when they come in to renovate the place always like all this crazy haunting shit happens yeah. with all these ghost kids basically so we're like oh fun okay ghost kids and we go do our ghost thing kids. we go to another place and then on the way back we're walking like a couple miles back to our house that we rented and we passed that church again mm-hmm. um and we're like and they always said that you, they always heard music and they always heard she played the harp so you always hear like harp music okay and we're like okay so we're like daring each other there's like a group of four or five of us <laughs> let's go up to the and look in you know yeah. through the windows yeah. so we walk up the stairs of the church and we look in through the windows and I mean, you know, this was years ago now, so it's hard to say. But at that moment, we all very adamantly agreed that there were was music coming from inside. Holy shit! And you know, who knows? It could be anything. It could from from a bar ten blocks right. away. The acoustics sure. were just bouncing off of buildings. I'm sure there's a I'm reason. Gonna, like, I'm going to think that it was the building. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm sure there's a reason. Explanation, but in the moment. You're yeah. like, oh fuck! That I sounds believe. like it's coming from right inside. Yeah. So I remember that being pretty creepy. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And then well, we've talked about in the past. My aunt Jill used to do all kind of shit and freak us out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like take us to graveyards and light candles and scare the shit out of us and stuff. But uh, that was more fun than than actually spooky. <laughs> that was plain spooky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like with my stories for it, they're not totally directly related to me because I was trying to like think back and like. There's nothing like I'm sure there were scary things that I probably could share and I'll remember at some point, but. What I'll, I'll share that is pretty spooky that I love about like with where I work is that like both two of our restaurants, oh, I, so yeah, I work for yeah, North yeah. Country Brewing Company. We have the pub right in Slippery Rock and then we have the Harmony Inn, which is right around Zelianople. Famously haunted. Famously mm-hmm. haunted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a couple of stories um, for the pub. So Bob like lived there while he was renovating Bob's it. Bob's the owner. Bob. Yeah. Bob McCaffrey is the owner. And he was recalling a story of like he was painting in the upstairs area. And so he's using like a sprayer and he hurt. So he's like, he like swears by like everything was locked because he was there alone at that time. Uh, Like everything was locked. All the windows were closed, like everything. So that, you know, if someone tried to come in, he would just fucking hear it. Mm -hmm. But when he was painting in that upstairs area, he heard a fucking noise. So he stopped painting. But when he came back, right um i'm trying to think of like really pretty much right when you go up the stairs there's like this projector and almost dead set in the middle of it was this word roy was written in it he was Mm. there absolutely alone that's it yeah and um 
which is pretty fucking spooky. Um, he also had, uh, when he was doing work in the basement, so in the the building itself, historically, used to be a funeral home. So let's give a little bit of that okay. background. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Th- this gives a lot of context with, like there's some spooky shit that was probably going on. Um, so he was working in the basement, which is where they did all the embalming. And he was he had uh, the laundry stuff was down there and he had his one of his tools, I think it was like a screwdriver, on top of the like one of the washer dryer and he said he turned around like he was doing something on one side and they turned around and this tool that he knew was up there was literally right in his path like there's no way like he would I not you're gonna say he looked up and it was just <clears throat> through his hand <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah it's just like one of those things he said like it was in a spot where like would be a walkway so there's like no way he would ever put it right there and he's just yeah, like right it like fucking somehow moved for the harmony in um I don't, I don't know as much about the background of what that used to be, but I think it used to be, obviously used to be an inn, so I'm sure yeah. there was probably some shady mm-hmm. shit that went down there. And they um, do, like, people travel from all over to come do, like, investigations, paranormal yeah. investigations, yeah. the army and Yeah. I mean, uh, even at the pub, too, like, there's even a couple signs. If you go upstairs, you can see some of these, like, paranormal, like, <laughs> paranormal certified type signs, and yeah. kinda, I kind of think that's cool. Certified um, inspected by tax. <laughs> certified spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the Harmony Inn, the way it was designed, obviously it's a restaurant now, but like there was a spot that they put up a wall that used to obviously have a door there Mm -hmm. and they caught on camera and I'm pretty sure you can see it on our Facebook that they posted this video, but in one of the security videos, you can watch this like almost like orb figure go like almost do this like turn and go through this wall that used to be a door and stuff like that. And that yeah. was pretty spooky. And I, stuff I like had that. friends, uh, multiple friends um, who worked at the Harmony Inn. Yeah. Um, in high school. Cause it's right. It's very near where, where mm-hmm. I grew up. And um, they used to always all have stories about silverware uh, being um, taken away. Like they, they would go upstairs and be like, be putting silverware on the table, uh-huh. especially like up in the up upstairs. Sure. And then they would come back and it would all be like, all gathered back up or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So they'd always have those types of stories. Yeah. And hmm. there's that, if you go into some of the side rooms, like I, I'm trying to, there's one other story that I remember Lauren telling me about. There's like this room that um, basically looks like it used to be like closed up. Like it has like the way the brick doorway is set up. It's like, almost seems like there's like this secret room. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of like people like feeling shit in there and whatnot. Um, but also, our friend Bill Smith, who works or owns Big Rail Brewing Company, he used to brew in the basement, and mm-hmm. like he's like mentioned like weird shit happening upstairs because he would always um, brew overnight because he worked his day job and would come brew there at night. Yeah, he said he's like heard things like, and yeah, it's been really weird. We we had uh, we had um, supposedly a haunted house in college. This big old old kind of rundown mansion type of thing, which is like what half of Youngstown is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we lived in this house and people would come and do investigations and mm-hmm. write stories on it for the paper and stuff because there was like supposedly this this guy who murdered these two girls and like kept them in the basement and all mm. this stuff. So we mm-hmm. used to always try to scare people, you know, going on the basement nice. and try to scare people. But we would do, we would get all stoned and go like, let's go like hang out in the basement in the dark and try to see ghosts and stuff. Yeah. But it never, people would say they did, but they were lying. You know, mm-hmm. we never saw, we never saw anything cool. The only thing I like adding on that is like, I feel like. I wanted to, like we <laughs> generally wanted, it wasn't, we were like, oh, we're too tight. Like we were like, 
wouldn't be fucking cool yeah. if you saw a ghost. Which I, I don't think I've ever really had any sort of like ghostly experience no, myself. I either. But like, I have definitely lived in apartments before where it's just like, you know, you're just in one room or like I had. It was just yeah. like you just feel something. I know and, that feeling. You know what I mean? Like my aunt just, Jill's house in. Uh, yeah. Again, of course, it's the it's my spooky aunt, but she lived in a house in Newcastle, okay. Pennsylvania, that. We all said that it was the scariest fucking house. Everywhere you stood, you feel like you couldn't see into any other rooms. Yeah. It was yeah. just like all these sharp corners and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then when she first moved in, me, my brother, my two cousins, she had us come and help her like clean it out, kind of thing. Because sure. it was like a foreclosure or something, I think. So we had to do all this work to like clean it out. And it was an old house that had a coal chute in the basement. Okay. okay. And then there was another hole in the floor of the basement mm. that just was a hole. Yeah. And we used to always call it the hole, the portal to hell <laughs> because you didn't know where it went, how deep it was, nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that house, boy, same thing. You would be in it and you just always felt uneasy in this house. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I, I lived in a similar place, but it was in, it was in Glen Willard. Okay. And so if you don't know where that is, it's like right along the river's edge and you can actually see the town in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, hmm. okay. There's okay, a, yeah. There's a uh, scene where Jodie Foster goes to investigate the first victim, which I believe is uh, Frederica Bimmel. Yeah. And like her house is in Glen Willard. Oh, okay. So I, I lived in a house that was very similar that had been pieced out to be two apartments. I see. But there was also a basement that was like a storm cellar basement. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the scariest fucking basement I've ever seen <laughs> in my life because wow. you had to go in through two storm doors and the ceilings were like four and a half, five feet tall. Yeah. And the entire foundation, because the the town is old and everything, the entire foundation was just all cobbled stone brick. Yeah. Hmm. Like it's all brick or just stones stacked on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, and sandstone then sandstone probably. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking floor is all dirt and mm-hmm. just like I'm like, oh well, you know, the uh the the Fios connection was down in there. And I'm like <laughs> I'll let the guy in, but I'm not going in yeah, there. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. what my, the basement of my house used to be because mm-hmm. it's this old sandstone wow. foundation and it used to be dirt floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because this house was, you know, built in like 1880 or something like yeah. that. So it was the same, same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the most terrifying basement I've ever seen. It was one of those where like you couldn't even look to the other side of the basement. It just got dark <laughs> in the middle of it. And you're like, well, whatever. That's it. I don't go over there. Yeah. That's off limits. Yeah. I don't know what's in there. I don't care. Yeah. It's not for me. <laughs> this is, I'm not meant to be here. Yeah. I fucking rent. So somebody else can take care of all the problems that happen down here. Yeah, it's coming down. Oh, my <laughs> Whether God. Whether it's ghosts or snakes or fucking boilers or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just want to imagine you calling your landlord about a ghost. <laughs> hey, this place called Ghost. I didn't have a ghost, but I had a bird once. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I think I got a cell dweller down yeah. there. <laughs> hey, is there cell dwellers? <laughs> What's the goblin situation in this place? <laughs> I've been in that basement. I ain't too happy about it. Is there a goblin? History of goblins. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the let's get on to the next one because we take this long in every question. We we're gonna oh, be yeah. here for four yeah. hours, but that yeah, was we, a can, fun, we can do one more. That was a fun question. Um, let's do uh, let, let's do let's do a couple because we have we have a, we have a couple more good ones that are okay. actually horror movie or movie related. First, we have uh, from uh, from uh, our friends at the Haunted Hangover podcast. Definitely check them out. We went over on their show and and uh, they they're just really Louie and Dave are awesome. Um, I think this is from Louie because he runs their Instagram, um, but this was from instagram uh one horror movie that you love that most people hate 
I thought this was a good one. It's hard to say because like most people, like every movie has its fans. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, the only one I could think of that I knew got a lot of shit, but I was just like, this is fine. Yeah. Bird Box. I didn't hate it. I haven't seen Bird Box. I, I didn't hate it. it. I didn't hate it. It's just, I, I don't would, know. It's not, it's unimpressive to me. But Yeah. I, I guess I thought like the concept was interesting. You yeah, know, and I yeah. feel like in times it was tense and I, I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit unique. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I gotta watch it. I, I it's it, it definitely feels like it's a polarizing one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just yeah. like comments online and stuff. Yeah, there's I mean there's nothing terribly wrong with it, but there's also yeah. nothing terribly memorable either. This is sure. the one with uh, um, Sandra Bullock. Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, and she's got the the blindfold. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, what's his name? Damn it. And a Machine Gun oh, Kelly's what's in his it. Name? Yeah, Machine Fuck Gun that, Kelly. Dude. Who cares? Machine Gun Kelly's in it. <laughs> yeah. That, now I'm off. Right. <laughs> like, I was gonna watch <laughs> it, but well, just, I don't just hate go Machine to Gun watch Kelly. him die. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich. Is oh, now I'm back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malkovich is great. One John Malkovich will cancel out ten Machine Gun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's who I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. Megan's remember Machine Gun Kelly. No. Fuck off. I love John Malkovich. Um, I actually don't have a problem with Machine Gun Kelly, but um, he just like he he dresses. He went after Eminem. We fuck, <laughs> fuck that dude. <laughs> you gotta remember, Meg, Meg picks sides in rap beefs. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, Meg loves Detroit, so <laughs> she does. She does. Mom's spaghetti, all that. Um, but uh, so I will say the one that that people do seem to genuinely hate that I really do like, and I did hate once upon a time, and I think we might have talked about this before, is Halloween H two O. Mm. Uh, I when I first watched it walked out of the theater on cloud nine loved it it was one of like the earliest horror movies I saw in the in the theater mm. you know, when I was like 13 it was like one of the first ones I saw by myself yeah. not by myself but like just with kids just like friends right and I, I went and saw it and I fucking loved it loved it loved it and then over the years like it didn't age particularly gracefully for mm. me and then uh, and Josh Hartnett really just can annoy the shit out of me <laughs> yeah. but then uh, I came back around on it and now I it's one, it's honestly one of my favorite in the franchise now. Mm-hmm. I, I I I fucking love that movie. Nice. So that that that's that's my. I could probably name ten more because I've taped terrible, <laughs> right. uninvited. I mean, we could talk about all these ones. Yeah, that's you the thing. When, when you have like terrible taste and you're willing to watch anything. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where like, I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. I I play Tubi Roulette. So right. you know, <laughs> I just watched like Evil Bong Four the other night. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you post about that. I was like, Fuck I will yeah, watch anything. Yeah. I love I love going in blind uh-huh. to movies and like. When you've been watching horror movies this long, like not like, oh, I know fucking everything about horror. It's not the case at all. But when you have seen a lot of like, I've seen most of the good ones. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so there's other ones that I'm like, oh, maybe I haven't seen this. Like Bird Box, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a movie that I kind of have just absorbed through the zeitgeist enough about it that I kind of know what's going to happen. I want the ones that I go in like that's why when stuff pops up on Shutter and that's why I love Shutter. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Shutter. We, we but hey, if you want to, um, but we uh, when I go in Shutter, stuff pops up that I've never ever seen before. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it immediately. Yeah, okay. because I'm like I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't want to know anything about yeah, you it. You want to go in and cold and be surprised. surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a freaking terrifier. Go example of that. Right, yeah. Like we mm-hmm. we <laughs> we you know aside from the ending, um, I went in hundred percent blind so low to no expectations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh that was kind of cool right. so mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff that so that's most of the time why i watch such <laughs> pieces of shit yeah, yeah. um you, you get surprised by stuff yeah 
Yeah, I yeah, I'm same way. So it's hard for it's hard for me to pick a good answer to this question. I feel like if you say most people in the world, like you know, mm-hmm. most people in the world, I think would hate martyrs mm-hmm. from 2008. Yeah, yeah just because of the brutality. Yeah, of just it. the brutality, and then like it has a pretty unsatisfying ending if you don't want to think. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? but it's it is objectively a fucking really good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really good movie. But yes, don't the, watch the 2015 remake though. That's fucking terrible. Is it? Yeah, I haven't it's watched awful. it. Um, nice. I think my my other answer for this would be. And I found a new appreciation for this film because I, I guess I had seen it like when I was younger mm-hmm. and it didn't like really register with me as, yeah. you know, but like uh, Friday the 13th part five. Okay. Let me think about what part five is. Which Part one is five that? is the one where it's not Jason. It's the, it's oh, the, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yes, the, yes, yes. it's the fake um, ambulance copycat. Driver. Yeah. It's, it's the, the ambulance driver. Yes. Yeah, the ambulance driver. Yeah. It's the copycat. Mm-hmm. Rewatching that movie though, it's like really I don't know. There seems to be like a lot of good lore to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you had it, it, it kind of falls apart in the end, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a Giallo film in a way. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a Ghanaian of sorts. Yeah, because yeah. so. And of course, famously, Jason has black gloves. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what you, what you get is. And you, a fedora. <laughs> you get people getting killed. <laughs> yeah. But you don't see who's doing the killing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you do see like full frame Jason in places because an older Tommy Jarvis is hallucinating him. Mm. Mm. So like you kind of assume yeah. Jason has come back in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's worth it. It's, it's a fun way to play with the lore. I don't know if people hate it or not though. Okay. I, think people, I feel like people do. I think people kind of hate it. I yeah. think that one and nine is nine. Nine's the one with, um, with the, the Jason the, the spirit worm. gets into people yeah, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. The Jason worm. <laughs> yeah. Those two, I think people do generally hate because, uh, I mean, they're not Jason because they're not Jason. Yeah. But, uh, I will say probably f- that one is probably the one I've seen the least mm-hmm. is five. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. mean, I mean, I think I've only saw that and nine, like once, maybe one and a half times yeah. each. The the mm. motivation for the killer falls apart, but it, like it's fun because if you don't know who the killer is, mm-hmm. there is a lot of like different tensions about who the killer could be because yeah. you're thinking it's Tommy Jarvis a lot, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, but like there's a you put a lot of you know like questions on who it could be sure, throughout sure. the whole film. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's more fun than hmm. you know. Go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's not Jason, but check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay, let's do one more. Um, this is from our lovely friend uh, Vibes underscore Cleveland, who I just sent some stickers to. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool guy. He actually, I might be doing a commercial for that. Uh, that like new show that's a spinoff of like even Horror Soup and stuff like that. That oh, Night yeah. Shift. Yeah. Like, uh, it it almost it, which it's really fucking cool because it basically plays like a um like a news like a nightly news. Oh, cool. And oh, it's cool. really fucking fun. And uh, he asked me to do a commercial and I was like, yeah, dude, just let me know. And he's like, I'll send you a script soon. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. so, so fun. Yeah. 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 He's awesome. Yeah. He's, he obviously, I assume lives in Cleveland. So, um, right. Indiana. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. I, I sent, Stickers to him. He lives in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. He's, he just has Cleveland vibes. Yeah, I think his last name is Cleveland. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> we've not met in person, but uh, we've interacted online. Yeah. Um, but yes, he did say, because uh, uh, like I said, I sent him stickers, so I yeah. well, obviously know his addresses, but um, I know what your address is. Um, <laughs> that came out creeper than I thought, than I expected it to. You see, I do know where you live. <laughs> I was just pretending I don't know exactly where you live. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So so there. The uh, his question is favorite guilty pleasure film, mm-hmm. which could go in a lot of directions. Yeah, and I feel like we char- we briefly talked about this and beforehand. We've, we've, so we've established that I have no guilt. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, that's, and that's I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I don't get shame off much. Yeah, but we kind of established that maybe it's something we watch very regularly. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. You kind of put it in terms that might not be like mainstream, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, I don't really rewatch a whole fucking lot. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to say, like, mine's Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I fucking literally watch that yearly so that I can have a good cry. Yeah, it's a great film. And we were when we were talking about this, I think I think the thing that Goodwill Hunting suffers from is a little bit the same thing a movie like Fight Club mm-hmm. suffers from, where it just has, like, an association with, like, kind of bro-ish machismo. Right. Definitely douche, does. Frat douche yeah. type of mentality. Um, but it's, you know, bo- both that and Fight Club are you know, obviously great movies. Yeah. Uh, but they do definitely have like the, uh, the, their hardcore fans tend to only like it because of surface level. Stuff. Right. Mm. Like, a lot of hardcore fight club fans like it for the wrong reason. Yes. Yeah. They like it because wouldn't it be cool if we beat yeah. each other's asses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would be cool if we did take down the government and yeah. whoop each other's asses in bar basements. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then uh, hug it out. And- <laughs> Uh, yeah. Elliot Smith is just also one of my favorite musicians mm-hmm. ever, so I usually also watch it because of my aunt. I uh, I discovered uh, Elliot Smith in college via the Royal Tenenbaums soundtrack. Okay, there you mm. go. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I was that kind of college kid. Um, really <laughs> into... You were so hip. Really into uh, <laughs> so. Wes Anderson movies, <laughs> uh, which I still do. I'm, uh, I'm not, no, not a guilty pleasure, but um, I will say... So this, and I'll tell you why I feel like this is a guilty pleasure because the movie, and it's an old movie, but it has aged incredibly not gracefully. And I'm actually really surprised that it still gets as much play as it does because it is pretty cringy at points. Um, And because we are into the holiday season here, I love the movie White Christmas um, with, with, uh, you know, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. Okay, okay, okay. so that's funny. Yeah, it is a um, it's a musical. You know, it's just like a happy go lucky yeah. you know, Christmas kind of movie. But there are some scenes that are You're have like, not aged yeah. gracefully. There is uh, literally one person of color in the entire movie, yeah. and he's like a bartender, sure, uh, or or like a waitstaff person. Um, there is uh, the the one actress who is an incredibly talented dancer. Um, her you have to look at a picture and her name's escaped me right now but she has her waist mm-hmm. is so insanely small and i'm not like trying to like body shame or anything like that but like the way they accentuate it with the outfits too sure. is just like very much looks she she just looks so emaciated and so thin yeah, it's like it, it's, like it makes you uncomfortable yeah. like it looks like she has um, like she's sick, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it's too much, but she's an incredible wow. athlete. She's an incredible dancer. Um, but it's, uh, and then, uh, probably the most well-known thing is they do an entire musical number where they talk about, they wish they were back in the days of the minstrel show. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, uh, I'm not familiar with so this. it's like kind of Jim Crow era. Oh. Like people used to do shows in like blackface mm, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was a whole like. I guess vaudeville spinoff type sure. of thing. Uh, it was a huge part of the culture for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this movie is from like I guess like the 
40s, um, late 40s, because it's like post World War Two, I guess. Um, But then they do like a number about how they like have nostalgia for minstrel shows. Sure. It's like, ooh, wow. it's very, again, it, it, it does not age well. You yeah. definitely have to understand like the movie's like, you know, 80 years old or whatever. Um, but uh, it, it's such a charming movie otherwise. And it's got Bing Crosby in it. And Bing Crosby, I think in yeah. real life was a total fucking prick yep. uh, who beat the, <laughs> beat the shit out of his kids and all this type of stuff. Jesus. It was like an abusive asshole. But like, I just, you know, I've been watching it since I was a kid. So yeah. like, I just, I, you yeah, know, like so thing. that would be my guilty pleasure movie <laughs> because it is like when I you watch just, it, I, you I'm have watching to like the guilt. take it out of you. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's just on my like face. Radiating yeah. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I have such an affection for the movie yeah. and like the songs get stuck in my head and, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cringing while oh, yeah. watching mm-hmm. portions of it for sure. Yeah. My, I, but I then they still play it on like AMC yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. the weird thing about it. They don't edit it now. Like you don't do it. They might. I, I don't know. Like, I, I can don't, see I've them editing it, it a little yeah. bit more yeah, now. I, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously the main actress she's one, but like uh, the minstrel show um, one. I mean, I just because I watched it streaming last year, and I remember Kate and I going like, I can't believe they still mm-hmm. like have this in here. I mean, it's not. It's obviously not mean spirited, but yeah. it's just like if you don't know what that is, maybe it's presented with like a a, a forward now of like of the yeah, time. Maybe I've definitely seen that before. Yeah, too. I'm not sure because they, they they do that with Looney Tunes and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. like, oh know. yeah, some of those old Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons, yeah. like yeah. holy shit, yeah, yeah. But that's mine. Yeah, uh, my guilty pleasure movies are usually genres of like action films or heists films. Mm-hmm. Okay, my I don't know what it is. As I've gotten older, my Tom Clancy side, like, you know how like old dads have like Tom Clancy books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, heist films became that for me. But, oh, okay. I but, thought you were gonna say like I started reading books about old shit. No, no. no. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I just started getting with obsessed with heist films. But my real like real real guilty pleasure movie is uh, Punisher Warzone. Okay. Dude, this movie fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining a lot of like slow motion jumping no, with guns. Not no. even. No. Max Payne style. No, no. not even. And it, it, it's a great film though, but because uh, it stands out from most of the other Marvel films that are out there yeah. and the fact that it's uber violent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like viciously violent. Who's Who 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 plays... Uh... So the, the guy who plays... The Punisher is Ray Stevenson. Okay. Doesn't or Steven him. Stone, maybe. I don't okay. know. He's he's not like really a big, big name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he I think he did like one like showtime show okay. that he got some notoriety for after this. But yeah. Um it's also directed by Lexi Alexander. Mm-hmm. And she's uh she was known for Green Street Hooligans. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after making this movie, yeah, she, it was so testosterone-driven and everything. Like, yeah. she hated it, and she didn't want to be associated with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but now she's back, and she, like, directs all those CW DC shows. Oh, So, yeah, like, the Flash yeah, yeah. and okay. shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to be, like, well-received, though, those shows. I get, yeah, yeah. They're I've not, I mean, them, they're just bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. But, uh, yeah, this film is, like, crazy violent. Um, And the, the guy who plays McNulty on The Wire... I've still not seen um, the wire. I don't know. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I forget his name. It's I think it's Dominic West. Okay. Yeah. But so the guy who so anybody who's watched The Wire knows who McNulty is, but he plays the bad guy mm. in this film. Mm. And he he's such a fucking ham. Yeah. <laughs> it is so it's perfect because the guy who plays the Punisher basically has maybe five lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Doesn't say shit. Yeah. Is like he's a huge dude. Yeah. And just 
shoots and murders and kills. <laughs> and funny. then the guy who's playing the bad guy is like practically, you know, Joker level fucking oh, really? hamming it up. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. psychopath shit. And yeah. then it it all just culminates into the craziest uh, like fucking ending. And it, it's almost like the uh, if you've seen the movie The Raid. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen it. That's kind of the ending of the film. Okay. <laughs> and the Punisher just takes an entire, you know, building full of gangsters. Just going mm. up from level to level yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, the best part, though, is... That throughout... just reminded me of another guilty pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The raid is awesome as yeah. well. No, but they got uh, a, okay, a dread. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say the, uh, the, the well, this is not, maybe not that unexpected. Timothy Oliphant as uh, the hitman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Similar. I, I love that movie, yeah. too. Um, but the, yeah, this Punisher movie is famous for one particular scene in that there there is a gang of parkour <laughs> henchmen. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> It'll get better. How do I sign up? There is a game of parkour. Par- yeah. Parkour. <laughs> There's a gang of parkour henchmen, <laughs> and they work for Jigsaw, who's the guy, the main bad guy. His name's Jigsaw? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because uh, he falls into a, a vat of glass crushers and has his skin ripped off and is oh. sewn back on. It's yeah. great. Okay. Oh, man. That's like Tim Burton esque. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. And it, it's fantastic. You have to see it. You have to yeah. see it. <laughs> but uh, it's a banger. Yeah, the par- the parkour henchmen are trying to report back to Jigsaw. Yeah, and one is making a leap between buildings. Yeah, yeah. and as he's doing a flip in air, he is exploded by a rocket that was shot by the Punisher Damn. from an RPG. <laughs> That's magical timing. You can't even yeah. do that in a video game. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm it on is. board. I'm 100 percent on board for this. You absolutely should see it. But also, like, it's well directed. Um, Wayne Knight. Uh, you know, you know, from Jurassic Park and Seinfeld yeah, yeah, yeah. is in it, uh, and the the cinematography is actually really great in that it feels like a comic book because mm-hmm. it, it's very stylized with a lot of color, sure, mm-hmm. um, against a lot of black. I I I feel like I would like that approach more than I would like um, the the later Punisher movie. What, what was the the kind of bigger uh, uh, budget release Punisher there was film that was like they tried to make it really like gritty and so uh, well that's the thing they did the gritty they did the one with Thomas Jane in yes. two thousand three mm-hmm. yeah that was actually before the one oh, I'm okay. talking that, about that's the one mm. I've seen yeah yeah okay yeah that one was before this one and then they did the series on Netflix with yeah, uh, Josh Bernathel yeah I like I like that. It's not. It, it wasn't bad. I'm just saying this one is so stylish and wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Now I feel like I need to watch it. I'm on board. <laughs> you should. I'm, it's great. Yeah. I mean, violence. I honestly like kind of appreciate the Punisher story in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just cool. turn your brain off. That's brutal. One of the, it's hey, brutal. Speaking of something that's been co-opted by douchebags. Yeah. The Punisher. Oh, yeah. Every God. time I see guys, Cringy. listen to me, guys. I'm gonna. This is a public service announcement. If you have a red white and blue punisher logo <laughs> oh my on your truck or a or a blue lives matter punisher logo oh my god you have never seen the punisher yeah You've never seen the punisher. read the punisher don't or know, know anything Ever. about the punisher as a character yeah um listen if that's your thing whatever but like that's you look like a goddamn idiot yeah, mm, it's yeah. Like, don't Legit. you know that part of the character is the fact that you're not supposed to be like that character yeah yeah he's always at odds with other heroes because he's a murderer yeah <laughs> yeah and also <laughs> i'm just gonna say this um um cops murdered his family 
Um, isn't that a, a part of the Punisher lore? No, uh, the mafia. Oh, the family. mafia the mafia that murdered family. his family. That's it, right. It, it depends on which story you get. Sometimes cops are involved. Sometimes they're not. Yeah, you. I mean, you can tell I'm not a huge Punisher fan because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But I do know that. Um, yeah, that that is completely at odds with the character of the mm-hmm. Punisher. Yeah. Um, it is literally right up there with truck nuts. Uh, <laughs> for me. Um, but sidebar. But I, sidebar. I, 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 I did. I did. <laughs> send you the link i think yeah uh for our crocs you can buy truck nuts for your crocs <laughs> you did send me that link you did send me that link and, I and feel like santa I will have them in the stockings this year for the entire family um do good all right well i think we have we have we have a couple other questions which we can we can wait um yeah. that we were going to talk about just because we have been talking uh for a long time that was a lot of fun uh, a little more free-form discussion there so i hope hope y'all enjoyed that and send us some more questions your way or our way uh because we'll probably do it again and also if you've got suggestions for uh because i did get some some good suggestions recently for um our upcoming episodes and uh and potential showdown uh topics as well send them our way on the instagram at halloween is forever at uh hallow forever on twitter halloween is forever podcast on facebook at halloween is forever pod on tiktok halloween is forever pod at (laughs) gmail.com i did it guys you fucking did did it it. that's only the second time i've ever got it right (laughs) um yeah we we much appreciate all of that input anything else that we forgot about talking about is next week gonna be our um next week's showdown showdown which which is gonna be hellraiser which we've we're doing a secret satan uh holiday hellraiser uh showdown if you want all the deets on that uh, listen to last week's episode on Blood Rage, where we talk about what movies uh, our secret Satans gave us, uh, and then we will discuss them, we will vote on them, and then we will reveal who gave who these fucking Hellraiser movies. <laughs> so they're all 2000s yeah. Hellraiser. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So tune in to check that out. Um, and as always, if you want to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can write a review, take a little screenshot of it, send it our way, and I'll send you some goddamn stickers in the mail. Just like Jeez. Vibes Cleveland got. Yeah, just like. And, and listen, <laughs> check it out on the feed. They're beautiful stickers. Beautiful stickers. Um, yeah, but I think that's all we have for you today. Absolutely. And uh, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Megan. I'm still champ. You fucking prick. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.